Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. What's going on, everyone? It's Wednesday, October 19th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about a curious trend that's making the waves in certain workplaces around the country. Employers are charging workers money for quitting their jobs, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. How the hell is that legal and how did this practice come about? Juliet's got the story. But before we get into that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in business and tech. IKEA has partnered with the self-driving trucking startup Kodiak Robotics. Human operators in the self-driving trucks will start making daily deliveries from a Houston warehouse to a Dallas store. It's about a four-hour journey. Krispy Kreme shares were up as much as 7% on Tuesday after McDonald's announced that it would sell the company's donuts at a handful of Louisville stores. This is part of a larger push by McDonald's to partner with external brands. The company previously tested the McPlant with Beyond Meat. Jasper, that's an AI generator for blogs, social media posts, and other content. They raised $125 million at a $1.5 billion valuation. And just a disclosure there, HubSpot Ventures is one of the investors on that deal, along with Insight Partners and a few others. Meta agreed to sell Jiffy over U.S. regulators' concerns that it could limit competition by restricting access to the site's Jif library. Zuck reportedly responded to the news with a Jif of Michael Scott from The Office crying. Uh, That didn't actually happen, (laughs) but it's something he would do. (laughs) New York Attorney General Letitia James served Donald Trump, his business, and children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric, with a $250 million fraud lawsuit accusing the Trump organization of exaggerating its company's worth for years, resulting in more favorable loan terms, lower taxes, and lower premiums from insurance companies. That lawsuit is 220 pages long, and it seeks to ban Trump from conducting business in New York State entirely. Netflix third quarter earning report came out and things are looking pretty good. The company gained 2.4 million subscribers, bringing up its total user base to more than 223 million. And the company expects to gain about 4.5 million more in Q4 as it rolls out its ad supported tier. But it's also going to stop offering subscriber forecasts in 2023 focusing on revenue as its primary metric. Speaking of, Netflix is testing a profile transfer feature that lets users move their history and settings to a new account. Netflix is touting the move as a way to maintain a consistent Netflix experience even after you leave your roommate, parents, or ex's account behind. It may also help Netflix when it gets tired of you still using that same roommate's parents or ex's password. All right, Juliet, let's talk. This trend is very perplexing to me. Um, On the surface, (laughs) leaving a company should be an employer's right. 
what exactly is this thing called and what's going on? So this thing is called Training Repayment Agreement Provisions. The acronym is TRAP, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> is essentially what some people are, are saying this is. Yeah, It's a practice. It requires workers to reimburse their employer for training if they leave their job for a specified amount of time. So to give you a few examples, back in the 80s, mm. when this thing first started happening, it was mostly high income professions that required some sort of advanced degree, like a pilot, an engineer, mm, okay. something like that. Now it has rolled out to more and more types of jobs across industries. There was a 2020 Cornell Survey Research Institute survey that found about 10% of U.S. workers are affected by this. And to give you a few examples, I read a story about a Washington state salon that tried to sue an esthetician who already had her license. So she already knew what she was doing. They tried to sue her for $1.9,000 in training fees. Hmm. That suit was ultimately dismissed because it turns out she had quit her job because they were trying to make her do all these training things before she could start. And then they were so lazy at scheduling them or, or so negligent <laughs> yeah. at scheduling them that she never actually did the training at all. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> I read about an Ohio roofing company that was requiring salespeople to pay back $42,000 if they left before three years. My gosh. Yeah. And California is actually filing a lawsuit against PetSmart on behalf of groomers who are required to pay back $5,000 or $5,500 for learning how to be a dog groomer and possibly accepting a grooming training kit, which is the extra money. Okay. So what's happening here is these are training programs required to essentially work the job. But at the time, the employer might just say something vague, like, you know, if you want to be a pet groomer, you got to take this course. And then mm -hmm. if they leave prematurely, they see that as not a very good return on their investment. And they're just recouping these fees from these poor workers. Right. And in this particular case with PetSmart, it is advertised as free training, but it's only free if you stay there for, I think it's two years. Wow. Okay. And the situation that a lot of these people are finding themselves in is... You would think like, oh, I'm pretty serious about this job. I'll take the training. But then they find themselves stuck in jobs where they're not making any money and they're just kind of unhappy mm. in general. So, for instance, in the case of PetSmart, this woman was barely making minimum wage. She was just washing and grooming way too many dogs. It was very hectic. It was always busy. Mm. And she left to go take a better job at a different place doing the same work and then got this bill from PetSmart. Mm. Wow. And this roofing story is crazy. $42,000 in training <laughs> fees. I mean, I know there's a lot of training involved with roofing, but uh, that seems a tad excessive to me. Yeah, and these are salespeople, salespeople I guess. Sure. I mean, I don't really know anything about roofing. But I mean, this is also happening in other sort of skilled jobs. It's actually pretty prevalent in nursing now hmm. where, you know, you have a nurse who has already gone through several years of school and should know what they're doing. And then now they're required to sign these contracts that require them to pay back the hospital if they leave. So there's a couple different places that are scrutinizing these policies, and that includes legislators, officials, agencies, one such group is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Mm, sure. And they're concerned that Straps is preventing employees who've already undergone schooling, like these nurses, from finding a better job. And this may be a way for employers to try to keep people, to literally trap them. Yeah. We know that a lot of hospitals, a lot of nurses are quitting amid and post-pandemic. But this just isn't a very good way to go about it because the argument here is if you want to keep people employed, you could just pay them more or, you know, make sure that they're working in good conditions to the point where they don't want to leave instead of trying to uh, bill them for leaving. Hmm. This basically just sounds like student debt for employees. <laughs> yes, uh, the Consumer Federation of America calls it a form of shadow student debt. Okay, there you go. So yeah. you are exactly right there. 
Yeah. I mean, you just kind of touched on it a little bit, but what are the benefits? Why would an employer want to use this, especially since it's gotten bad press and it's such a nefarious practice? So an employer might want to use this because they literally want to keep an employee. This is an investment I'm making and I want my return on that investment. When I've trained to be a server at a restaurant, I have to undergo training and it's here's where our tables are and here's where all the stuff is. Stuff like that doesn't make any sense. But maybe you join a company that pays for your commercial driving license. And maybe that makes sense there because you can take that commercial driving license and go do other stuff with it. Hmm. In the case of PetSmart, California, where this is all happening, does not require a license for pet grooming. Hmm. It's not something you even need and it's not regulated or mandated in the first place. Sure. Whereas something like a CDL would be valuable. And whereas something like training at a hospital, when you already know how to be a nurse and you already have all your degrees, maybe that's not as valuable. So there's a lot of moving parts here. It's really job by job. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I see your point. Like if you get a CDL, that's a transferable skill. You can go take your services mm-hmm. elsewhere. You don't have to start their training program over again. But, you know, something like PetSmart, they might have their own protocols, their own training processes they make you go through. And then if you leave, you might have to start the process over again too as an employee. Yeah. It feels to me like a more nefarious version of a lot of the jobs I had when I was younger. So like in retail or in the Mm. service industry, they'd have you come in and train and then they wouldn't pay you or they would pay you something really low and you couldn't get tips or whatever until you did the week. Even if you were taking tables, it was like, oh, that's actually so-and-so's table because they're watching you to make sure you don't make a mistake. (laughs) You know, (laughs) uh, I've been there too. Yeah. 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 Waiter training at a chain restaurant is uh, something Mm -hmm. else. If any of you out there haven't been a waiter, it's like Julia said, it's just you you spend at least a week, 10 days shadowing other servers, going through training processes, and oftentimes you're not paid for your time or you're paid in a very minimal way for your time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that training is not particularly valuable, you know, because every restaurant has a different computer system, has a different Mm -hmm. floor chart, has different policies and practices. Yeah. So they get away with not paying you for your time. Yeah. Those POS systems, which is definitely a double entendre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way I've always thought about this is like the way a good employer should screen for this is just like through a screening process, through the interview process. Like you get a sense for a job candidate and, you know, you ask them questions about their commitments and how long they plan to stay. And the worker is transparent about it, the employer is transparent about it, and you come to an agreement. And as an employer, you take a risk on an employee. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's just like a reality. Like when you hire someone, you are taking a risk on someone. And as a worker, you're also taking a risk on your employer. So this just seems like an extra check and balance in place that not only is it controversial, but especially in the the climate we're in right now with inflation and cost of living going up, it's just one more extraneous charge that workers have to deal with now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these cases that I read in which they were talking to a specific person who was describing their whole scenario, Hmm. it wasn't that they wanted to leave that job or that they had intended to leave that job. It was simply unsustainable for them, either because they were stuck waiting for training and they were forced to have some lower paying job that they didn't get hired for. That was the case with the esthetician or they weren't making enough and they could barely get by, or or there was some reason that like the job could have fixed that, but it didn't. And then they left and then they tried to build them. So you mentioned the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and some other state and federal agencies have their eye on this. Mm -hmm. Has there been any movement on a federal or state level to kind of curb these practices? 
So the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they were asking for comments and they're reviewing those. Um, There are some legislators and officials that are considering moves that would limit traps. Hmm. California has already banned them for healthcare workers and Colorado has banned them for any sort of standard on the job training. Hmm. So there are things underway. We may see, I would guess, probably just more increased rules and regulations. Like maybe if you are going to pay for your employees... I don't know, degree, you would expect them to stay, but Hmm. something like pet grooming or these other unnecessary trainings, absolutely not. Sure. All right. Well, if you're on the hunt for a new job out there right now, just uh, take a second look at that contract and and be wary of these traps. They're out there and uh, we don't want you to get caught in one. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. If you want more tech and business coverage, we've got you covered in our newsletter. You can go find it at thehustle.co slash email. That's thehustle.co slash email. Catch you all tomorrow.